Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. So here's a day when news broke that the FBI is blaming a typo on the made-up, made-up story by the Hillary Clinton campaign and collusion, collusion with very, very high ups. That were either, their argument is they were played by a brilliant attorney who's really not that brilliant, rather than cohorts in the Russia collusion scam that was perpetrated on this country for five years, give or take. Uh, We have more evidence that there's going to be rolling blackouts. Another benefit of having the incompetent Marxist mafia of Democrats running anything. And on my way to the studio, we get the news of the 14 dead and it's another teenage shooter. They're going to have a hard time using this as an indictment, as some sort of an example of republicanism or white supremacy, because his name is Salvador Ramos. But make no mistake of it. The Democrat mafia, the scourge, calling themselves politicians, are in a think tank room right now trying to figure out how to use this to their advantage. Because they could give a rip about using it as evidence of failed policies. Failed policies that we could go philosophical of this is what happens when you lock kids up for two and a half years as we see the massive increase in antidepressants among all ages, but specifically children. As you see the suicides and drug addiction directly goes back to the idea that the government could shut down society in a country based in a representative republic, which argumentatively should be impossible. Government doesn't have the right to do what they did to us over the last two and a half years, but they did. And now the fallout will happen, economic and societal and all the rest of it. Or you could just go the simple way. How did he get in the school? Hey, dummies, how did he get in the school? I mean, how much money do we have to pay? I can't help but notice every, every story in Chicago when a guy 18 years old, 17 years old, goes on one of these sprees and kills innocent kids and the rest of it. It's normally a weekend. But we don't talk about, in the $28,000 we are paying per kid, can we get maybe a security guard or a locked fracking door? How did he get into school? So this is, once again, another prime example, as it always is, of an absolute government breakdown. Failure in the most simple of all duties. The simplest. Keeping kids safe. Keeping people safe. Can't do it. They cannot do it. So they're going to try to profiteer on this. Now, the only thing left for them to do in this particular instance, when the shooter isn't named Bob Johnson, we can't go after the replacement theory or white supremacy or he was a Trump supporter. This will fall into the, the, the history of this particular sick moron.
scumbag, idiot, who killed 14 innocent people after he killed his grandmother. Rather than sticking the gun in his mouth and saving society all kinds of problems, this idiot took out innocent children. And for that, he is the scourge of the earth. And you could argue a product of American politics, American decisions. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, listening to how he's been a victim his entire life. How he's hopeless without government. This is another very interesting thing I'd like to explore. You've got these Democrat political whores, all multi-multi-millionaires, every single one of them, from their inside trading to their backroom deals and the rest of it, who have told various groups of people, minorities in particular, you are nothing and you can never be anything unless we, the government, make it so. We are the only ones that can make you equal. So you strip them from all optimism and opportunity in their own life and you condemn them to slavery, to servitude to a government. So that now you have all of these kids trying to get optimistic about their own future, trying to get into college, trying to figure out what they're going to do. And they're listening to the so-called leaders. And they don't understand. They don't have the mental gravity to understand. These political whores you see, child, these aren't actual leaders. These are the worst examples of humanity in this country. These are the political whores that would hit their mother in the face with a shovel if she was standing on a campaign contribution. These are the people who make everything worse, from your school to your health care to your life in general. These are them. And all day long, on every news, they tell their society and their kids and their society, you are nothing without us, and only we can get you the jobs you need, the education we say you need, the health care you're going to need. This is the problem of a society that's built on a collectivist basis where if you're not on the inside, you're forever condemned to mediocrity. So there's a hopelessness that's conveyed. Now, they profit from this politically because people ignore the corruption. Their names, if they can last long enough, become synonymous with some sort of leadership or achievement, even though they're two-bit fracking attorneys that could not make it in the in the rule of being a lawyer, and in the game of court, like Chuck Schumer. You wouldn't know his name if he wasn't some fungible political whore who just happened to be around for 40 years. But yet, if you're a kid and you're watching these older people tell you you're nothing with them, you have no future without them, and society's falling apart, and by the way, on top of all that, the earth is coming to an end because your dad won't listen, and he keeps driving that Chevy. So you've created all these kind of divisions in society, and then this happens. And what will be blamed will be everybody other than who should be blamed. The government failed on every level, every single level. And they continue to fail right now. They continue to fail right now. And they're going to play the opportunistic game, right? As we heard this idiot yesterday, it was fortuitous that I had this clip, and I played it yesterday, but I want you to hear it again. The Anti-Defamation League has tracked 450 murders over the last decade committed by these terrorists. Right-wing extremists are responsible for over 75% of these horrific attacks. Boy, is this going to throw off their scale, Dimwit Escobar? Because his name sounds Ramos. Ramos Escobar, you guys could be from the same hometown. And 50% of these horrific attacks are by white supremacists. 
Not this Mr. one, Speaker, dummy. America has a racism problem. America has a hate problem. And America has a domestic terrorism problem. No, America has a government whore problem. Whore. That's what government has. This country has a big problem. It's the government, the people who occupy very powerful positions, very powerful. And then ones that are not so powerful, like a school guard. Where was his fat ass? Do you not have one? Why don't you have one? And, 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 and who's going to pay the other costs and the consequences of turning 15-year-olds into house arrest victims and 14-year-olds and 13, all the way down to five? Is there going to be any mention of that? That this is another 18-year-old who's been locked in a house for two and a half years. I mean, it's Texas, so he was a little bit more free than most people. But nonetheless, we don't know what he lived with. We know what the result is. More mayhem. More innocent turmoil. And we've got so much focus on kids and mental health. I know because the greatest lunch date of all time, the only way I could figure out is... She became the vice president because she's smart, right? She's not just fun during lunchtime. The mental health challenges that you experienced most recently because of the pandemic. Yet, this burnout issue existed even before the pandemic. And that was, again, that was before the pandemic. Brilliant. Which is why President Joe Biden and I are fighting to transform how mental health is understood. Well, how are you going to use today, dummy? How are you going to use today? You know, when we talk about our children, I know for this group, we all believe that when we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. I mean, it's she's like Socrates, like Aristotle. This is a true thinker. This is a woman of brilliance. You know, the bottom line is this. On this issue of mental health, you know, one way to think of it is this. Uh huh. If you knew someone who broke their arm. Yeah. You would help them. You would make sure they went to the hospital to get a cast. And after they came home, well, on their way home, you probably open the door for them. And then you know what else I do? I'd find who broke their arm and I'd throw him down a flight of stairs and break his arm. That's what I do. You see, you broke these kids, political whore. And boy, has that never been more appropriate. You broke these kids. You created these circumstances. You're the so-called leaders who for the right money will eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad, among other little tricks, won't you, Kamala? This is what the problem is in the country, is that we allow these idiots to take over the lives of these children, and we allow these idiots to influence these children while they're in school. See, the real problem here is the breakdown that we could turn our kids over to any government bureaucracy and pretend they're going to come out okay, because that's not the fact, Jack. What you have here is a prime example of why the public school system needs to be forever changed and broken apart. Not just because it didn't have a security guard and allowed these terrible, innocent children to be slaughtered by a murdering scumbag, but because government is what attributed to the murdering scumbag. Because he's been locked in his house for two and a half years. You'd help them when they got home to get the support they need to heal through the point that they are feeling pain and then just need to heal? Jeez. We have to do the same when it comes to mental health. First, we got to get rid of all of the idiots in government. And I say we start with this dimwit. And then, of course, the guy who's wetting the 
chair in the Oval Office, he wouldn't be bad to lose. What's he doing today? Oh, he's traveling. Hopefully he's getting some sort of a blood reduction, a whole new movement like a, one of the Rolling Stone guys, so he can come back like a man. Because what you're going to have here, what you saw today, unfortunately, is always a trend when government fails and hopelessness is the norm in a society. fact of the matter is, this is just the ramification of a society that would allow government to shut down the life of the citizens for two and a half years. Simple. But these political whores will capitalize on this, and they will blame someone or something. Now, the someone is clear. It's going to be the guy with the orange tan and the complicated hairdo. The something will be the gun. And it will always come back to using this as a political weapon because this was a big day for the political mafia in this country. This is just another way they can capitalize to gain more power and make your power over your own life smaller and smaller. It's getting to be like a straitjacket, isn't it? 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. All the victims were between 5 and 11. 18-year-old piece of dirt, scum, killing kids after he killed his grandmother. I don't know. I don't really buy too much of the fairy tales about the afterlife, but I sure hope it's a place where this son of a dog can suffer for eternity. I want to go back to the fact that we have now confirmed, according to Greg Abbott, that 14 students and a teacher and the shooter all killed in this incident. Shooter doesn't count. The Texas governor laying out the horror of this shooting, Kenneth. A 18-year-old high school student at Uvalde High School there in South Texas by the name of Salvador Ramos, according to the governor, shot his grandmother before going to Robb Elementary School, going inside and opening fire, shooting 14 students, killing a teacher. The suspect, that 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, is also dead, according to multiple law enforcement Good. officials who was have aborted. responded to the scene along with the FBI, the ATF, and Customs and Border Protection. Now, the, we understand that a Border Patrol agent was shot in the crossfire, said, though, thankfully to be in good condition. Uh, but it gives you a sense that there must have been uh, an awful lot of gunfire in that elementary school uh, before the, uh, the suspect was finally subdued. How did he get in? Lemo, Chris, Streamwood. Yo, Sean. That, this is not the question. How did he get in? But how did he get all that equipment? I mean, he had to have about $8,000 worth of military hardware, right, first of all. And then I, I, oh, I don't know. We're going to find out. And, you know, the funny thing is, wouldn't it be funny if it was tracks back to stimulus money in which one of, oh, his, yeah. his, one of his idiot family members bought the yeah. weapons and yeah. didn't secure them from this piece of garbage? But you know what? The sad, what's even sadder? I mean, it's so it's such a terrible tragedy. But how mad or disappointed is the fake news media that it wasn't a white guy? I hate to say it. Oh, I mean, I, don't well, think, I mean, yeah. to prove your point, Lemo, Chris, look at the glee they took in the last one being oh, yeah. a white guy. They got to use it for everything other than what they should have. Reflection on where the government has let down society. We must address it. The Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act is a crucial step in the right direction. On behalf of my community, I thank you and I yield back. Gentlewoman reserves, the gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Uh, thank you, Mr. Oh, shut the hell up. One more moron Democrat looking to use a tragedy to gain power. That's the game, idiots. Terrorist Act. If there was a terrorist act, half of your asses would be in prison.
Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. I get how the lockdown was detrimental, you know, to some people. Um, but to shoot out of school, I mean, there has to be a lot more going on there. And well, you can't and reason with the unreasonable. You're never going to figure out how this mental moron, you know, what what caused them to go and kill the innocent kids. Who gives a rip? I'm not interested in his thought process. I'm more interested in what drove him to the point of his life where this was his decision. And this is the fact when you have 35 percent of teenagers, um, an increase on antidepressants, clinically depressed because they had their lives taken away by government. That's the problem. But go ahead. Well, that's what I'm not getting. I mean, where are the parents in this? I mean, you know, we were all locked down. When you're a good person, you think everybody else is. And in there lies the problem. We don't know where his parents are. We don't know who his parents are. We don't know if they were good, bad, in the middle. What we do know is that their son is a scumbag. That being said, that can happen when you have good parents, but it's more likely to happen when you have bad. Take a look at the evening news tonight. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Teresa. All part of the Democrat base. John Milwaukee. Hello. George uh, Zimmerman was Mexican, but he was painted out as white for uh, Trayvon Martin. Might remember that a couple sure. of years ago. So that's yeah, it's so, sure. yeah. <laughs> but these kids, and I, I go back to my childhood, which was eight hundred years ago. I, I had no idea about this or that in third, fourth, second, third grade, whatever. These kids are being taught to have sex changes. They are taught that uh, if they're white, they're a racist. If they're black, they're they're no, you know, they're they're knocked down by the man. And I guarantee you, Sean, I mean this sincerely. If I went to, into anybody's house and said this stuff to a child, I would have the police at the door in a second because the for father, two and a half years, the, these kids have been online, right? For two and a half yeah. years, what if, what really happens in a household? The kids are online. They're told to go online for their school. Yeah. Most parents. Some parents pay attention. Most parents are working. So they're online for the last two and a half years. What happens online? What kind of games are all hooked up to the Internet where you're playing with a bunch of different people, adults all from around the world, the games that are heavy in this kind of violence? These are the games that are out there. All the Army games where they're killing kids. How about the one where they're, you're beating up hookers, you're stealing cars, what's it called? Grand something, Grand Theft Auto. All Grand of these Theft. games. This is what's normal now. So you, you turn over these kids to the, to the Internet, and then they're virtually unsupervised. And how did they even get on there? They're incentivized by the government to go on. And this has been happening for two and a half years. So what history will prove after they investigate this sick son of a dog is not only was he driven there because of the societal, what has become normal to be locked in your house and have your life taken away and be told that you are nothing without your government. This is the kind of depression and, and uh, mental uh, point of view society has under an oppressive government. This is why Soviets were all drunk all the time. This is exactly what happens, right? That's why they, they will, want the they kids will. to be high. They want them to have money for nothing, and they're hoping for the best, just like uh, uh, the dimwit and diapers told you yesterday. We're hoping... Hopefully, we pray to God, everything will work out rather than actually doing something, having a plan, and thinking about what's best for other people, which is the absence of this kind of fascism. They they will have a committee look into this, and they'll have a study out in about two years. Or that, or or you'll have Democrats that'll say he should have never had access to guns, even though he got them illegally or he stole them from his uncle, and it'll be the gun's fault. Rather than whose fault it really is, this is the government's fault. On a multitude of different levels. Thank you. Never let a crisis go to waste, Sean. Exactly. Rahm Emanuel, the nine fingered gangster.
Tiny Dancer, as Prof likes to call him. 312 642 5600. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. AM 560. The answer. We keep on You know what's disgusting? The reaction by the same scum that advocate for the murder of babies. Now you care about these kids, right, scum? These ones, they bother you because you can politically profit from it. Your entire platform, like here, let's do the gargoyle of the Senate, scum of all scum. As I said, we are not going to backtrack. We are not going to support any kind of bill that will backtrack on the needs to protect a woman's right to choose, plain and simple. Last one. So there he's telling you that they're going to fight so that the mother can kill the baby until it's born. But they're upset about this scumbag. At least the kids were between 5 and 11. You want to kill them before they have a chance to even say hello. So that now these same scum, they're going to come out and politically capitalize on this. See, to me, if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound, scumbag. You want to kill the babies? You want to let the mothers kill the babies? What do you care about the guy that killed the, the toddlers, the children? Now these kids mean something to you? Because you can politically profit on it. That's why Biden is going to talk about this tonight. Instead of how many kids are killed in Chicago? Add them all up. Chicago, New York, New Jersey, California. How many are just killed on the weekends? Not where you can politically capitalize, but where you should be politically thrown out on your lazy, wrinkled asses. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Listen, I have a quick question for you. Uh, When is Biden uh, scheduled to go to Texas to console uh, all of the families uh, of these poor kids that were killed? He, and, uh, he can't and the go teacher in front that was of people. Killed. He's going to go on television tonight with the teleprompter 14 inches from his sick, Botoxed, wrinkled, skeleton face. And he's going to prepare some statement so he can utilize this to politically profit on it, rather than what he should do is pay the cost of what his government did on a multitude of level, levels to these kids. On a multitude of levels. This is, this is so the scam of America. You don't think he's going to go down there, then, huh? course not go down there for what first of all he can't go down there do you see what he did in japan did you see what he did in japan yeah, he embarrassed did. himself in the nation nobody wants this idiot yeah. anywhere near him thank you rich he's no asset to the country he's a complete and total liability for that warm welcome you've given me here in japan we viewed Japan's lunar rover just coming out here, over out here before, uh, after lunch. We're in a situation now that we've invested uh, our cooperation to spur innovation while delivering concrete progress for our people. Yeah, concrete progress for your people. Somber day. There's no time to profit with Tomei Regato, Mr. Robato, even though everyone thought of the same thing. Phil, Northwest Side. Yeah, I'm so glad you got your own son, so you should have had it for the last 20 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't, I don't even know where to start, but, you know, every one of these shootings, all these kids are on head meds, and every autopsy, they should be doing um, an, a drug test on what, head meds and street drugs at the same time they're on and whether or not they came from single parent homes 
80, well, you're going to have to. Or you're going to have to worry. They're going to redact these information. This information, though. Oh, of course it, they will. It doesn't support the political everything. agenda. I, I, yeah, obviously they, they never stop. They, they make money on this. It's control. It's endless control chaos. I mean, the, the fact that we got this illegal president in office, I'm surprised they're not bombing us already because it's like the opportune thing. Believe uh, me, there know, are teams look- right now, information propagandists on the Democrat mafia side, that are scrambling to get every bit of information and redact what incriminates them. So we're not going to yeah, find out for a they long time. We're, we're not going to find out a long time of the truth. But anything that could, could go back to their political failures, such as the status of immigration, all of that, that'll all be redacted, including you have to really hope that we can get the, the truth of who this kid was, who he, uh, if he was on that medication, because by the looks of him, he obviously there's something wrong with him. They got his, his well, picture we, on the news. We, he's got the short face. He looks like he's dizzy. There's something clearly wrong with him. But he's really just we, another representation of the youth in America today that has been stupefied, has been demoralized, and when all else fails, medicate these kids. We're all facing it. I want to know if he had an EI, what is it called, EIP number and all the rest of it? So the school gets the extra 6500 a year. They put the kid on all kind of dope. You don't know what the hell it's going to lead to. You know, how yeah. do we, and if, that, if that's the case... Believe me, they're going to squash it. I don't. I, you're, you're going to turn to the most prolific liars on the planet for the truth. Sooner or later, we're going to have to figure this out. Thank you very much, Phil. Oh, Go ahead. I, I was going to say, you know, you have so much, so much involvement with the CFR in 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 the, in the Congress and in media, and they constantly do this. They've been doing it since the Clinton years. And when you look at you look at the the, the stats, just government stats. Something like 83 or 85 percent of all our prisoners in male and female prisons come from single mother backgrounds. They don't bring any of this kind of stuff up. So do I. You know, if they, so that's the problem with that argument, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like so that do argument. I, I don't like no. to use those stats because those stats take away the individuality of life, and that is the well, game of okay. the totalitarian, right? They, they, want to, they want you to pretend they have a blanket solution for individual circumstances, and they don't. What they have is a con job in which they can use little instances of individuals against the majority of citizens, like this one. Thank you very much, Phil. Like the, like the shooting in New Buffalo, or in, in Buffalo, excuse me. Like, the, like every other one that they want to talk about because it's advantageous to their goal, which is more power, more control. And it's why they avoid the real ramifications of Democrat philosophies. Take a look at a big city. Pick a big city and take a look at it. That's what it really looks like when Democrats are in charge. Hopeless, welfare states, living on corruption, thinking it's normal, with a trajectory of one of Dan Prof's snap hook drives. That's how it really looks. And that's why you're hard-pressed to get any actual answers, any actual statements from scoundrels and scum of the Democrat mafia. One week after President Biden was inaugurated, the retail price of, ga- of a gallon of gasoline averaged $2.48. The week before Russia invaded Ukraine, the retail price of a gallon of gas was $3.62. It's a difference of $1.14. By the week of May 2nd, the retail price of gasoline rose another $0.67. Cents. So we have started at 2 Biden's increase at $1.14. You add Putin on top of that with the Russian invasion, another 67 cents. People in Wyoming are paying over $4 a gallon this past weekend. So the vast majority of the increase in the retail price of gasoline happened before Russia invaded Ukraine. Oh, Barrasso, the last thing that Jennifer Granholm, the inside trading political whore, 
wants are facts. After all, she's got the, the go-to. Same thing that they're going to go to when they're called on the mat about any of the government failures. Wasn't me. Bart Simpson. I didn't do it. It is not government policy that is preventing the oil and gas industry from increasing supply. The Dallas Fed in March did a survey of the oil and gas executives. and they The Dallas Fed, another apparatchik of government. They exist on government money. You think they're going to come out with anything that points the finger at the real problem? It's kind of like this shooting. You think anybody's going to point the finger at the real problem? You could already tell where the finger's going to be pointed. Guns. It's obviously the gun's fault. Right? It has nothing to do with the society that creates these monsters and then dopes them and then profits. You know what? Maybe Pfizer did it. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Percentage of kids from 2008 to 2021. We don't have 2022 numbers because obviously we're in it. Has gone from 7% on antidepressants to 17 in 2021. 17% of kids over 12 years old are on antidepressants. That, 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 that's preposterous. Preposterous. That's bad adults. It's bad adults that did this. It's bad adults that do everything to these kids. But then again, what kind of adults are we really talking about? That too much of the Republican Party has been taken over by MAGA Republicans who are now dominating the party and Republicans in the Senate, moving the party away from things it has often stood for in the past. The contrast has become clear. Democrats, for instance, want to codify a woman's freedom to make decisions about her own body into federal law. Here, the Democrats stand for the mother's right to murder the baby, but they care about these kids. This is the platform of the American Democrat Party. That's the head of the Senate. Sure, he looks like a gargoyle. His name is the Schmuck Schumer. Uh, Chuck, sorry, Floridian. And uh, he's now the good guy in a country. He's the good guy. And the bad guy are the people whose slogan was, Make America Great Again. And now they're going to run with this, and they're going to demonize it. And everybody saw it coming. I mean, everybody saw it coming. And everybody sees what the Democrats are. From one scandal-ridden oligarch to another. Pick an upper echelon of the Democrat mafia. And look at the insane amount of money that they and their spouses are worth. The open and notorious corruption in our political system. Open and notorious. Illinois has a senator. Been a senator since the 80s. His portly wife is a lobbyist. Ta-da! Oh, that's perfectly normal among American Democrats. And how do they keep you distracted? With these issues where they pretend to champion for you. Look at the cities in which they rule over. Just look at who they are. He will destroy this country. If he ever got to run this country and they ran it the way he would want to run it, we would have our suburbs would be gone. By the way, our suburbs would be gone and you would see problems like you've never seen. He would know a suburb unless he took a wrong turn. Oh, I know suburbs. He would not. I was was raised in the suburbs. You know why he says this, right? Because the Obama administration had taken away the right for landlords to deny Section 8 housing. What you're seeing now in Chicago, the staggering numbers, that's without the suburbs in which the interior ghetto has been pushed to the suburbs. He was right on this. He was right on gas. He was right on foreign policy. 
people left behind okay. there were heroes. Really? And I resent Are you talking like about Hunter? Hell. Are you talking about I'm Hunter? I'm talking about my son, Bo Biden. You're talking about I don't know. Bo. I don't know, Bo. I know Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, you know, got Bo. Thrown, Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. It wasn't cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became of that vice president, he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, is simply and various not other places. True. He my made son, a fortune. Gentlemen, my son. And he didn't have a job. My son. Right about that. And it didn't detour the base of the Democrat Party. Because the base of the Democrat Party really is more interested in what's in it for them. Something for nothing. And as long as you can have that formula, this kind of failure, this kind of chaos, this will become an advantage to the mafia. Not an example of why it should be torn asunder. Because it should be. At every level, government let not only the shooter scumbag down, but opened the door to create the innocent victims, the innocent children. This is just the beginning of two and a half years of having your rights seized from you by government. Not to mention there's going to be all kinds of other things. Not just the antidepressants have chemical effects. We're still learning about the chemical effects of a trillion-dollar industry of the vaccine. And now we've got the monkeypox. You're going to need another one of those. Matt, Southbound. I'm not ready for the monkeypox shot yet. I don't know where you're going to take it. But I do understand the Democrats won't even use America first because they don't want to use that because that's not their plan. They don't want us to succeed. No. Their idea of succession is when we fail. And that's why they use these tragedies. This is just a way for them to power shift without the clutch. That's what this is. So you're exactly right, Mac. And in fact, the slogan, Make America Great Again, it offends them. It rubs them the wrong way. They don't like it. They want to make America Europe. That's what the goal is. And the goal is always to destroy your quality of life. We've got the Trump Ultra Mega clip. The greatest was at the beginning of the administration. They came in. We will not abide by America first. We're not going to allow this to happen. America first. We're not allowed. And somebody said, you better stop him. This is not a good thing. Say we don't agree with Trump's policies on Second Amendment, on oil, all the things that you want. Okay, they don't agree with any of it. But you don't say we disagree with America first because that's not a good one. We have great names. But they do disagree with America first. They do disagree with your individuality. And they're going to use tragedies. To take it away, as they've been doing for 50 years. So this just plays right into their hands. So when they come on with their somber faces and pretend to care about the children, ask them why they don't care about the children that aren't even born yet. But they care about these. Because these are political currency to them. The other ones are just casualties of their policies. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's funny as you look at the circumstances in our nation and you realize at every turn the fault of it is that we have these political whores these imbeciles morons it's open and notorious bribery scheme pay to play senators and their portly spouses in some cases wives are lobbyists lobbyists the inside trading the fraud abound not to mention 
The stupidity. Tammy Duckworth. What the hell has she done? What good has she been? None. She's part of the Democrat mafia, and that's good enough for the people of Illinois. Hopefully, times they are changing. I'd like to see it. We've got some people out there that are trying to change it, like Peggy Hubbard. Peggy Hubbard is a Navy veteran, former police officer, retired IRS tax analyst. Peggy, did my name ever come across your desk? Peggy Hubbard? Nope. No, it did not. I would have stuck out. (laughs) Believe me, you'd have been impressed. You said, how did this kid make this kind of money, and why doesn't he want to to keep it? He's greedy. So, Peggy, with all of your experiences, least of which is not being married for 32 years and having six children, do you think you have the the history and the dealing with children, spoiled brats and whatnot, and you can straighten out this country? Oh, yeah. Um, matter of fact, uh, you left off the fact that I have 22 grandchildren, Sean. 22 That's enough to make you touch. Yes. 22. My husband and I are about to celebrate our anniversary, uh, wow. actually, this Saturday. That's and he's exciting. been a cop for 34 years. Yes. And you yes. were a cop as well. Yes. Yes, we, we both were. In my family, you're, you're, you know, civil, you're, you're a civil servant. Uh, you're either a firefighter or a police officer. So um, I chose that route as I was working for the IRS. I had two daughters in college, so mom, I had to put back on the uniform. So your husband is not a lobbyist. Are you being supported by the Illinois GOP or Ken Griffin? Is he directly funneling you with tens of millions of dollars because you can help his business out by putting his tower next to a thing to speed up his trades and front run? Thank God, no. How Um, are you going to make it in Illinois politics, Peggy? By being truthful and telling the truth, just like you, uh, by standing on my principles and my values. And uh, I took on, I I tell people openly that I was a Democrat and I walked away from the Democratic plantation. My husband was in Ferguson. Uh, My husband actually was Darren Wilson's training officer. And Darren said the only reason why he actually survived the encounter with Mike Brown is because of the, the, the training my husband gave him. And uh, sadly, my husband was shot in the line of duty shortly after that in 2016 on a traffic stop. A Black Lives Matter activist shot him point blank in the chest on both oh sides. Oh, God. And thank God he lived. Yeah. He lived. And that is what changed me. And I became a hardcore Republican. And being in this fight, I've been fighting Black Lives Matter. I have fought Antifa. And you would be proud of me, Sean, because... I am the only one that Black Lives Matter and Antifa came after and filed a restraining order against and lost. I am proud of you already. And it's, uh, it, I mean, as I look at your resume, it's, it's beyond impressive. But more importantly, it's that, you, you know, you recognized exactly what the problem was, and it was politics. Everybody knows right and wrong. It's whether you're willing to commit to it and do the right thing. It's void of politics. It's void of political parties. That's why if you, if you listen, I mean, I know you just heard of me. But if you listen to my show, I am not a Republican cheerleader. I can't stand any politician, any political whore, anybody who will sell out his country to self-enrich or self-aggrandize himself. I need to change this country back to what it is supposed to be, back to what they told me and you and your husband that generation ago. What it is about is about our individual rights, our individual freedom. And I'm sick to my stomach as you see these Marxists, and that's what they are, uh, Black Lives Matter, 
admits as such. They have admitted as such. They self-enrich. The, the woman who heads it up is a, is a punchline. You can't even Saturday Night yes. Live couldn't create a, a bigger fraud, a bigger carnival barker. Yes. And the yes. idea and that they are able right to, to sway a race of people is sickening to me because I have friends who are not ca- Caucasian. They're, they're people who struggled and they made it. And they're being swindled. And the country's being more divided rather than being uh, being praised for what it gives all Americans. And that's that needs to change. And, and Sean, I have traveled this entire state. I am the only candidate that has traveled. As of today, We I added up my miles again. Uh, I am now up to 103,000 miles that I have traveled. I, I have gone to every county in this state. We have 102 counties. I have traveled all 102. Right now I'm in Dixon. Tomorrow I'm going to be in McHenry. And the day after that I'm going to be in Quincy. And then the day after that I'm going all the way back down to Marion County. I have traveled this state and I have talked to so many people, Democrat as well as Republicans. They are not happy with our state. They hate Black Lives Matter. They hate what it's done in Chicago. I have walked into Inglewood and 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 stayed with families and it is sad how they're being treated and i stayed with a woman and her and her child and we literally we we had to sit on the floor and 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 keep from being shot and i grew up in that in st louis so i grew up in the project so i know what it's like to not be able to be out go outside and play and have that kind of freedom and that's the problem that we're having. Our politicians aren't talking about us. They're talking about themselves and what they want. They're it not has, talking about what we need. And ironically, the government has one job that it cannot do, and that is to protect the good people from the predators. It has a job of enforcing the laws of, 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 of this country, but moreover, the laws of society in general. When you see that Illinois is more interested in protecting the laws of the predators, It's clearly obvious, and that's why we have the problems. That's why you have the ghettos. And these people double down on stupid, and they go to their oppressor and ask for benefits. Do you think they're sick and tired of the government failure and are ready for change? Or are you concerned with the fact that the Illinois Democrat mafia has successfully wooed ignoramuses to continue to support them? And this is what I tell people, Sean. My chains, I'm not physically chained as a black American. I don't call myself an African-American because I've been, I've been to Africa. And you know what they call black people that are from America? They call us Americans. Yeah. They call us Americans. They don't use the, 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 the mantra of, of an African-American. They call us Americans. It's us. We put this baggage on us. They put us in their slums. They give us just enough to get by but not to get over. They give us this this mentality that the Republican Party is not the party for us and they're going to keep us in chains. And that is how they brainwash us. And they brainwashed me. And Ferguson happened to me. And that the light bulb went off. I'm, so you're not physically in chains, but mentally, mentally, that is how they got you. They got you getting WIC. They got you getting Section 8. They got you getting EBT. We're going to give you a monthly check. We're going to give you Obama phone. So they're going to keep you on their plantation. Every ethnicity. That's how they do it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because every ethnicity, every nationality in somewhere around the world has been forced by government into ghettos. Only in America... 
do those people never get out? Because what they can't understand, what they haven't learned, is the difference of how these other nationalities got out of the ghettos. And that was because the government can never give you dignity. It can never give you self-worth. In fact, when it keeps giving you sustenance, it's taking away that dignity. It's taking away that self-worth. And that's why you have generational uh, welfare families. And they're of all races. Yes. There are more white people on, yes. uh, by number. On welfare than it is white on black. people on welfare than any, any. And if you go to these white people who are on welfare and you look at the way they live, it's because they've never gotten the dignity or the self-worth either. Government takes that away from you. But once it does, it has loyal slaves, self-willing Yes, slaves. it does. And yes, they will continue and to vote for the politician that tells them they're going to give them more. I just want it to break because I want people to be aware of it. And I keep waiting. And I keep pointing to the examples of government failure. And I'm concerned that in certain states it's just too far gone and the people there are too willfully ignorant. And I want to know if you well, are seeing optimism. I am seeing optimism. Uh, I marched in to, I go back to Inglewood over and over and over again. And the first time I went, they were kind of standoffish. And then I just kept, we just kept going back. And people started coming up to me and talking to me and telling me their story and telling me that they actually voted Republican and they voted for Trump. And I'm going, whoa, wait a minute, you did what? Yeah, I voted for Trump. And it was the next person and the next person and the next person. And when I asked them about Tammy Duckworth, you know, they could not even describe who this woman was and, uh, and what she did and what her title was. They didn't have a clue. But this is the funny thing, Sean. When I was uh, getting my signatures for the petitions to be placed on the ballot, now mind you, I sat out there three days in the rain and the snow because I wanted to make a difference. But this woman knocked on my door in Belleville, and she was getting signatures for Tammy Duckworth, and she was a white college student. She knocked on my door. She had an older woman with her, and she gave me this whole speech about how we need to hold back the Democrats and how we, uh, the Republicans and the Democrats are fighting for the black community and they're going to give me this and they're going to give me that and how the Democrats are fighting for me as a black American. And I just looked at her. I said, well, what, what do you want me to sign? Well, I want you to sign this petition because we want to keep uh, Tammy Duckworth in Washington, D.C. Oh. She assumed because I was black that I was a Democrat. And I say, young lady, never assume because of the person's color of their skin that they are a Democrat. I am a Republican, and I picked up my palm card, and I said, hi, I'm Peggy Hubbard. I'm the one who's running against Tammy oh, Duckworth. Her jaw hit the ground. Oh, and she just assumed because I was black. Yeah. That I was a Democrat. And, that's and the that problem. is their misconception right there. You know, I'm looking at, at, at everything you've done. You were in the Navy. You were, in, you were a police officer. You, were, you worked for the government as an IRS tax analyst. You're a mother. You're a grandmother. Is there any instance where the government writ large for your life has helped you in any of these endeavors? Has the government helped me in any of these endeavors? Have they, have they helped? I mean, you helped them from your resume. You were in the Navy. But you saw, yeah. I'm, I'm sure in the Navy you saw the numerous failures and corruption in the military-industrial complex. These it was my work. Policies. And, uh, my hard work. Yeah. My and hard a, work. As a police officer, the government once again implemented policies and stupidity that destroyed the quality of life and hampered the police officer while strengthening the predator. As an IRS tax mm -hmm. analyst, 
you saw the philosophy where the definition in greed only exists in this country where the greedy man is the one trying to keep his own money versus the government yeah. that's trying to take it. You've seen the misappropriation of those tax dollars throughout your life. And yes, I have. Every instance. You've seen the, yes, the attack have. on the family from the government itself and the brainwashing yes, and indoctrination of your children and now your 22 grandchildren. And I'm wondering if that's why you're running to turn back all of the failures and the corruption in government. That's the reason why, and another reason why, too, is the failure, the fact that we are not standing up for our veterans at all. We're pulling our veteran doctors, our, our doctors from the VA, nurses and medical staff, we're pulling them out of the VA and we're sending them down to the border. And we have men and women that are left warehoused, and I've been to every VA facility in this state to see how bad and severe it was. Sean, it would break your heart and you would cry. And how we left these heroes and how we left them to, to suffer. And that's one of the reasons why I'm running. Second is law enforcement to be their voice and stand up. I've been fighting for law enforcement ever since Ferguson. Nobody gave me a thing. I grew up in a house of seven siblings. It was eight of us and a single mother and a grandmother with, with strong Catholic Christian values. They told us that we had to work hard and nobody's going to give you anything. My mom worked as a nurse for 45 years with eight children, never took welfare and told us welfare was a trap to keep you complacent and keep them in your slums. And she told us, get out of this community as fast as you can. And I saw my opportunity and I grabbed it when I joined the Navy. And I was proud. I worked hard all my life. I drive a car that is 11 years old, a truck, a truck rather, that's 22 years old. I'm working class. I'm on grassroots campaign. I don't have the big bucks like my opponent has. And I, I don't have what she has. But what I do have, Sean, is worth ethics. 103,000 miles, 102 mm -hmm counties i'm the, i'm the epitome of you can do anything you want if you want it bad enough is the illinois that's GOP I'm helping you? No, no no they're not helping me they're helping my opponent because i don't fit their ideology of what a republican should be well you're running I to make america about, great again and you're obviously a white yeah. supremacist Oh, yeah, I've been called a, uh, a white nationalist, too. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm Peggy, a white I nationalist, I want my too. people to help you, and I'm going to help you personally. Where can I go right now to PayPal you a little gas money, which is more than it's ever been in the history of America? <laughs> well, they can go to PeggyHubbard.org forward slash donate. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. I'm giving a speech tonight in Dixon, Illinois, at the VFW. Um, and um, I, I'm looking forward to getting back into Chicago and showing the people that they have a person who's going to be their senator, who's not going to be absentee like, like Tammy Duckworth. We need to pluck the duck, is what Ooh. I call her. Oh, I like that. Uh, now you yeah. have an event tomorrow <laughs> as well where you're going to pluck yes. the duck. <laughs> yeah, pluck the duck. We're going to be... Um, at the public, I think it's the public pub um, in McHenry County. I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm going to get there a little early because a lot of people want to come in and talk to me. Um, it starts at 530. I'm going to get there at 430. All right. So uh, 
I and then I'm going to be in Quincy. So I'm going across the state to Quincy to the Adams County uh, Republican. It better be a Toyota you dinner. Got. You better have a Toyota. <laughs> it better not be a UAW made car. You'd be sucking gas up and breaking down. So. <laughs> It's a Toyota, and there it's, a, it's almost 11 you years old, and that, yeah, and that thing is still running over 243,000 miles. My husband is keeping that thing on the road. But I want to yeah. share one thing real fast. Yes. When we became Republicans, my husband is a Baptist minister. I'm Catholic. It works. Let it go. And, um, <laughs> and they actually uh, took my husband out of the pulpit, and they took our keys, and they walked us out of the church because they didn't want us to contaminate uh, the other congregants with our new uh, political party. So um, we were asked Ostracized. to leave our church because, yeah, for being Republican. Uh, yeah. The more things change, the more they stay the same, Peggy. This is the kind of thing that has happened throughout all collectivist, all all uh, top-down totalitarian societies. So I want to tell you, yes. I've enjoyed talking to you and i wish you the best of luck and i cannot wait to meet you in person and that's win well, lose or draw can we make that happen i'm looking forward to meeting you and your husband i would love to i would love to just uh, i'm going to be in chicago a lot i'm going to win this primary i am going to win and i'm going to give that tammy duckworthless a run for her money i love it it's Peggy time Hubbard. to put the people back you are you are really a joy and i wish you the best of luck and i am going to support you thank you so much peggy org. I recommend everyone do. Thank you so much, Peggy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560. The answer. She's my favorite. When you kiss me, fever, when Love this song, kid. Love it. Is it because I was singing it that you decided to play it? You're a good boy. Peculiar little poem. All right, let's go to the line. Is that it, it, really? Is this? Do you know that Squirrel on Sunday sent me clips? I don't know how many were on there. Twenty, kid. Twenty clips because I said we're going to rotate the the national anthem. You're a good kid. It's a shame the country has been destroyed, so you have small opportunity. But I'll do the best, Greg Lagrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Greg. That was one of the most impressive interviews by any human being I've ever heard on the radio. Not only her resume, her love of country. I mean, if you compare her upbringing against the commercials that J.B. Pritzker was running about his childhood being um, disadvantaged, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the contrast is just stellar. Well, how about the courage? Time. How about the courage to stand up? She voiced her opinion, her church ostracized her. Yeah. How about she goes, she'll go in any neighborhood? And then you look at what's happening tonight with this piece of dung, Richard Irvin, who's skipping the debates because he's got Ken Griffin's gonna, money. I, I was going to mention that to you. What kind of idiot, what level of stupid do you have to be to vote for a guy that will not even put his word out there and give you a chance to honestly debate in public? An and Illinois the guy Republican. that's even dumber than him, the An guy that's dumber than him, Illinois Republican. is Ken Griffin. Ken Griffin back in this guy has made a fatal error. He well, is absolutely... On, dude, he's, he, he already bought them. He has the position of his company to be positioned next to the towers to get that millisecond advantage over the competition. He's printing money by front running. He's a piece of dung. He's protecting his investment. He's not an idiot. He's a shrewd rat bastard. I like that one. What do you say this, we go with that? This, Thank you. I say we will. And if this country's going to be saved, and I say if, it's going to be people 
and women like Peggy Hubbard. That was yeah. one of the most impressive. First time I've ever going to donate to somebody ever politically. It love it, Greg. Great. I love it. Thank Me you. too. Well, it's not the first time, but I'm already on the website. Thank you very much. Craig Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, kid. Yeah, well, hey, Sean. And then you and uh, your staff there, you, Honey Bunny, the Squirrel Hands dude character right there. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job. Listen, the service you got going with uh, bringing on people like Peggy Hubbard and that to, to introduce to us that, you know, we, we wouldn't even know who these people are or how good they are or what they have to say. And it's important because uh, you're educating us on uh, who to vote for and how to basically communicate about these people and that. And I only I want people of, you know, I, brought, I only want people of character. Really, I only want people that have the love and appreciation of what the principles of this country is versus to stoke the political mafia that it's become. Because we're going to have to tear it apart. That's what catches my attention. Yeah, we're going to have to tear it apart from the inside. And it's always funny. You notice how I ask all of these good candidates, all of these candidates who stand on those principles and want to tear down the political corruption so many people have got accustomed to. I ask them the same question. Where has the Illinois GOP been? And the Illinois GOP is kissing Ken Griffin's ass. And they're going to celebrate around the fraud, the Biden voting scum running for governor. The Biden voting scum riddled in political scandals like Dick, also known as Richard Irvin. That's the establishment candidate. So I want to see how he does. And every rat bastard that supports him, in my mind, is the equivalent of every scumbag that voted for Joe Biden. Just like their wannabe candidate. Scum of the earth. That's why we'll only have good people on. Thank you very much, Craig. Kira Elgin. Hey, Sean, that was a great interview. So I, I actually signed up for heavy, uh, PeggyHubbard.org, and I'll be doing door-to-door, yard signs, phone calls, oh, whatever look she at needs. you. Good for you. I love that. so impressive. Oh, so impressive. But let me tell you something about King County. Um, I was in my favorite, not anymore, Meyer store, and it's right on Randall Road. Uh, they were out of a half and half, okay, out of it. And they were also out of Frisky's brand cat food, so my cats aren't talking to me right now. But <laughs> they did have right at the front entrance trans power, transgender T-shirts. Ooh. So I try to put, put one on, on the Facebook, cat and tell everybody it's your dog. <laughs> Come on, you got to think fast if you're going to do this. You got to put it on the cat, tell everyone it's your dog. His name is Ralph, and it's a, now it wants to be a girl cat. You got to play the game with these sick bastards. Go ahead. I love it. Thank you, Kira. You can adapt to a Democrat sewer. John and Palatine. Hey, Sean. Uh, hey, I got a question for you. This uh, really uh, makes my blood boil. Uh, if Irvin votes as uh, either of the last nine times as a, in the Democratic primary, how, co- how come the Republicans are even allowing him to run as a Republican? And that would go for anybody. 45 million any party... reasons. Did you hear? Oh, the that's scum, a good reason. The scum of the GOP, the lawyer with the narrow shoulders, the pencil neck, and the bell-bottom big fat ass like an Amish woman. Did you hear him, how excited he was about the sea of gold from Ken Griffin? Because he doesn't care. Gee, I, I don't like that you paid him to get your business tower next to the one in Aurora so you could front-run orders. I don't like that. No, no, no. All he heard is he's got billions of dollars. See, because the, the mafia of the, of the establishment Republicans, like Brady, whose dog face wife has 16 
video poker machines or the other moron with the meathead Irish family. They're all lobbyists. What's his name? Durkin. They're scum of the earth. They're, they're yeah, just as bad machine? as the Democrats. What? And all they want is bribery called contributions. They're scum. And that's why they avoid good candidates. They don't want them oh. to upset the apple cart of making a ton of money by being a good loser, which is what the Illinois this establishment Republicans are. It it's is horrible. horrible. But not down here. You should see. I have All a right. shark truce. I have a shark truce speedo. You should see the looks I get. They love it. I'm telling you, it's a big seller. And I still would never, ever support a roach like Ken Griffin. New reporting today from Bloomberg sheds light on how Illinois' richest resident, Ken Griffin, might have benefited financially from decisions Richard Ooh, Irvin has made as that? Aurora mayor. It follows WTTW's reporting on a pattern of city contractors donating big to Irvin. According to the Bloomberg report, Griffin's company, Citadel, has a business relationship with an Aurora company that has donated big to Irvin. Griffin huh. has spent $20 million so far to boost Irvin's campaign uh, for governor, and Paris is back million. with the latest. Paris. Well, Brandon said Aurora company is called Scientel Solutions, which has donated through the company or employees a total of about $135,000 by our count to political funds connected to Richard Irvin. Now, Bloomberg today reports that Scientel has a business relationship with Ken Griffin's Citadel going back at least six years and has huh. been instrumental in building a wireless network to connect Citadel to the trading platform of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And that's why he's doubling down on the play-to-pay scheme that is the Democrat voting scum, Richard Irving. That's why. You think it's because he likes the cut of his jib? It's because he likes the political corruption. Two scumbags. One happens to be a billionaire, the other a political whore, who likes dirty whores, like the one who got pepper sprayed in the pot dispensary. And then he's got the baby mama, who he used as another pay-to-play scheme. And then he's got the ex-wife. The good news is he's one of the rare Illinois Republicans who appears to be heterosexual. The rest are in the Forest Preserve trying to avoid the monkeypox. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. You do not want the monkey pox. It's like leprosy. Did you see it? Oh, it's an ugly little disease. Walking around like a Democrat voting woman. Verlon on the south side. Yeah, I want to answer Greg from LaGrange's uh, uh, question. Well, you know who, who's best to ask? Ask Al. Because he doesn't have the grapefruits to call black and white and talk to me and John face to face. Ask Rhino Moderate Al. He likes to call your show at Progressive Radio and call us out and I call us moderate. Well, really? ask you, you know, Verlon, you got a, you got a lot of these radio callers who are Democrats who call in the shows. They're not good people. Only the people on my show are good people. Thank you very much. I don't know who Al is, nor do I care. Tony in Riverside. Hey, Sean. Hi, Tony. Glad you finally listened to me and had Peggy Hubbard on. I owe it all to you, I Tony. It. I owe I it all to it. you. Oh, my. Isn't she great? She's wonderful. I told you. And I, I'm going to have to listen to your podcast now. The one time I got out of the car, went to go check, I missed the interview. Oh, damn it. It was a good one. Yeah. Now listen to the podcast. But I'm so glad it counts you had her on. Bonus. God bless you for doing that. Oh, thank you. I always, loved, I always love women named Tony. I, I, I noticed they always want to take credit, though, for things I do. It's very, very consistent. Thank you, Tony. Hey, I, you know I told you about a month ago about her. I appreciate it. I know. I know all about it. Lloyd. In Gurney. Hi, Sean. How you doing? Good, Lloyd. How are you? Uh, pretty good. 
I just got a question. I was leaning toward Irving. Urban, no, whatever. Brother, it is. brother, brother. No, no, no. No. Who is the right guy for Republican for governor? Raybine time. Raybine time. Who? Raybine. All righty. And if he doesn't pull off the primary and it isn't Bailey, then you start looking to move because you're going to be in a, in a Hobson's choice of tails they win, heads you lose. That's what's going to happen yep. if this unfortunate con man named Irvin can, can con enough people because he just says he's a Republican and you think he is one, rather than people looking yep. into his background. I'm telling you, Lloyd, he's as crooked as Grand Avenue. Thank you very much. Stay away from Irvin. Plus, I want you to listen to the show, and I bar all Irvin voters from the show and the cigar store. Mike in Cicero, Illinois. Hey, Sean. You know, I was uh, thinking of a great Democratic Party platform sign. It says, no, no formula, no problem. If you can't abort the babies, starve them. Ah, it's very consistent. Now, i got to ask you a question. Are you about my age, sure. Mike? How old are you? Uh, I'm 70. Oh. I went to high school, St. Joe, with two guys from Cicero. Oh, I loved that. They were dear oh. friends. And they I went named, to Morton East. They were named Tom and Jerry, like the cartoon. And okay. I love these guys. Sure. And I always was curious to know what happened. Oh, I missed a couple of reunions. But, uh, you know, if you come across two guys in Cicero named Tom and Jerry robbing somebody, give them a heads up so they could run away, okay? Hey, G- hey Jeannie, Jeannie was a great friend of the family. Jeannie oh, really? Came to her. Really, I love, listen, wonderful people. They had quite the racket. He ran the school. She had the cafeteria. Phenomenal. Thank and, you. Uh, my dad's best friend. Oh, wonderful. He saved my life, that guy. Gene Pingator saved my life. Yeah. Recruited me from Fenwick, and uh, I went there on a scholarship, if you can believe it, and very involved with me. I love that guy. Thank you very much, Mike. Good people. Good, good people. Jennifer and Aurora, got less than a minute. Yeah, Hey, Sean, this is Jennifer. I got to tell you, one of the things I love most about you is you call out the political horrors in the Illinois GOP. I completely agree with you. I'm a Trump delegate. I totally get it. I have to tell you something about Peggy Hubbard that you need to hear. She voted for Barack Obama twice. Well, she and said she was a Democrat. That, because I, Listen, yes, I understand that. But she lied repeatedly. It's a matter of public record that she voted for him. She said repeatedly it was a smear. When Mark Curran brought that up, she said it was a smear when she was running against him. So anybody who lies about their past, there's well, she didn't lie. She said she was a Democrat. She said she was a Democrat. Yeah, Sean. Sean. She, she also said that when Mark Curran called her out and said you voted for Barack Obama twice, she said you are a liar. It's a filthy, rotten lie. That's a matter of public record. You All can right, type let me that look into in. it, Jennifer. We'll look into it. I won't discount it. We'll call. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little My next guest... Three-time Emmy-honored TV personality. She's been on everything from Oprah, name it, every channel, law and crime, court TV. She's known as America's psychiatrist. She's board certified, practices out of Beverly Hills. But right now I have her, and I'm glad to have her, lucky to have her on this particular day. Her name is Dr. Carol Lieberman. 
Dr. Carol Lieberman, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. So I saw this when we had the other 18-year-old who attacked innocent people and killed them. The politicians saw an opportunity to pounce on it and use it as a political advantage. But instead, shouldn't these instances of these children be used as a reason to not turn over society to politicians and incompetent morons who have locked up our kids for two and a half years. We've had a parabolic increase in antidepressant medication among children. And isn't this really the result and ramification of bad politics? Everything is the result of bad politics these days. Yes, it <laughs> you is. name it. Um, yes. I mean, well, first of all, yes, the, you know, they're, they're taking this opportunity as they always do to uh, say there shouldn't be guns, you know, we should take away the Second Amendment, that ever, nobody should be allowed to carry a gun, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, it's not about guns. It's about the people. And um, I have been saying uh, in regard to, the, um, to COVID, uh, to the lockdowns, that um, we are going to see a, a, um, an increase in the number of school shootings, in the number of mass shootings, you know, things like Buffalo and now this Texas today, and because um, I, I'm calling them, uh, they have, it has been called this actually in the UK already in regard to radical Islamist terrorists, but it can also fit for these two examples um, of, of kids who, teenagers who uh, made these mass shootings, and that is bedroom terrorists. In other words, um, these are people who, during the, lock, during the lockdown, had um, a lot more time on their hands, and they spent this time uh, playing violent video games. And in the case of Buffalo, you know, he also spent his time on hate sites and so on. And they're building up all this, this anger and, um, and aggression, and then they, you know, find a way to... Um, find a weapon, a way to express it, and they head towards some place where there are a lot of people. It also happened with the Michigan um, school shooter. You know, this is another example. So two, the, the lockdowns are, are ending, essentially, um, and, and so they're coming out, and they are taking out this rage um, on some mass of people who they choose. So these victims um, in Texas, in Buffalo, in Michigan, they are the collateral damage of the lockdown. And, you know, there's something that I've always noticed about a socialist society, a totalitarian-led society. There is a certain psychological hopelessness among the people because whether they can articulate it or not, what they realize is that their future is controlled. So aside from all of that, where they're forced online and they're exposed to all these games and the rest of it, they're hearing in the background noise and on, on the on news, and they're hearing their parents, and they're complaining as society, the quality of life in society is sinking down. I think it's the combination of those things that yeah. leads to I... an absolute alternative where they'd rather be dead than alive, and they make these horrific statements at the end of their life, and that's what we're really leading to. And it also explains the massive uptick in suicides among children during these last two and a half yes. years. Yes, yes. I mean, because they are seeing our, our society is so upside down um, between the teachers, you know, making their grooming everybody to become trans and um, cancel culture 
and CRT and uh, the economy and just on and on. And teenagers, kids and teenagers are, are feeling hopeless and helpless about a future. They don't see that they have a future. I mean, this is the time when they're supposed to be, whether they're, you know, on Zoom or, or even in person, this is the time when they're supposed to be looking forward to some kind of life, um, yeah. future, a future career, a future with a marriage and children, and all of these things are being ripped away from them. I've never, I've heard about it in other countries, but what we here have lived through the last couple of years it still is astonishing to me that somehow we've allowed the greatest failures among us, the, the, the I call them political whores, the politician who's achieved virtually nothing in their actual life. We've only got a handful of these guys that ever actually worked. And we've turned over <laughs> somehow the right to, to mitigate equality, to mitigate a future. And you see it. I've seen it in my own kids, which I've had to luckily correct. By saying these people aren't your indications of your future, it's not at your at their hands your ability to succeed, but for the mm -hmm. bulk of society, that's exactly what they've been told. As you've had them implement mm -hmm. this cult of safety through the fear tactics of both COVID and global warming, where the end of the world is going to happen unless we allow mm -hmm. these political whores and their $2 makeup and their side parts to take control of society. <laughs> is there enough backbone in this society mm -hmm. to grab back the quality of life in America from the political whores and their open, notorious corruption? Yes, that is the question. And um, the answer better be yes, or um, it is going to be the end of our country. And now, of course, we have another, um, you know, no sooner did COVID seem to um, be less of a threat than uh, we now have monkeypox. Yeah, the dreaded monkeypox. Have you seen this disease? Nobody wants this. I'm too pretty for monkeypox, doctor. <laughs> yes, those, oh, God, they are gross. The, the rash that it, it develops is just really disgusting. Um, and it can go on your faces and your genitals and every other part of yeah, it. Yeah, now most of the Democrats won't mind that. They're fine with the way they look. But me, I cannot have it. So what can we do against the dreaded monkey puck? <laughs> well, don't play with monkeys for starters. Yes. Um, don't let them around your genitals. This seems to be a genital thing. It's all sexual transmission, is it not? Or, or what does it look well, like? I well, mean, I'm ignorant well, to monkey pox. Okay, not, not exactly. Um, what they're saying, I mean, you know, this is like the beginning of COVID when, you know, they're making different people are saying all different things. There, there isn't really enough information and they're trying to make, make sense of what they know and so on. But it seems like, and first of all, this is a disease that was really much, pretty much contained to Africa. Um, it was found in the Congo originally, and it's been, you know, really small little outbreaks in Africa until now. And um, so it seems like it may have begun to proliferate in terms of going to lots of other countries uh, because of these raves in Spain and in Belgium. And apparently, in particular, uh, men having sex with other men. Oh, this is terrible news or... for the Republicans. Go ahead. <laughs> Either gay men or bisexual men. Um, not so much because of the um, the virus being uh, uh, brought through semen, but oh. it's it's mainly through body contact, skin to skin contact, 
and, but it, but they're making they're being um, careful or in, in saying that really uh, anybody could get it. It's not limited. Sure. I mean, this is important for people to understand. It's not limited to yeah. gay men or bisexual men or sex with men. Um, and so, you Kamala know, Kamala Harris would have a problem. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, so you know, you, I mean, basically, and the symptoms at first are like typical flu-like symptoms, and then, um, and then after that come the the skin lesions. So, uh, in the first several, it could be you know any time from few days to three weeks. Um, before, in other words, before you see the skin lesions, a lot of people wouldn't recognize that they have it because it seems just like a flu. And so, um, so I mean, you know, they're doing contact tracing. The, there, there's a person in uh, Massachusetts who they found, that was the first person in America to have been diagnosed with monkeypox. And they're doing, they're doing contact tracing with 200 people that this person either... Um, you know, was in direct contact with or people they were in contact with were in other people. I mean, it seems like a lot of people. <laughs> it was a very yeah. friendly person. <laughs> I mean, where are these parties and how can I avoid the even the streets they're on? You know, but when well, they start actually, to get involved, don't they really fail? I mean, they've been doing contact tracing. Wasn't it supposed to help us from COVID? And here today, I got 108,000 uh, uh 34 cases. Last year, I had 25,000 cases. Since they started working on things, it seems to explode. Do I want them working on the monkey pack? Well, I mean, you know, yes. And guess what? You know, but the key thing here, uh, yes, monkey, I mean, depending upon who you read, what report you read, um, it can be 1% to 11% fatal. But never fear, because Moderna is working on a vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) To the rescue. Just give us another trillion dollars. Don't ask what's in it. And if, by the way, the monkeypox are the least of your problems after the vaccine, we didn't do it. I mean, how much are we going to have to buy this? Well, that's right. And actually, another since it's close, to, it's in the family of smallpox, and there is supposedly a store, you know, a storage center of of smallpox vaccines. I hope they're not expired, but anyhow, so that can be used as well. Um, but they're working on specific monkeypox vaccines. So you know, it's really the whole um, uh, big brother all over again. You know, where they're going to yeah. tell us about masks and, and lockdowns and um, vaccines. And then most importantly, um, you know, we're coming up to the midterm. The so dreaded ballot harvesting. Paper. The ballot yeah, harvesting ballot. mules. Yeah, boy. Exactly. Doc, I got to ask you a question because, you know, I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to history. How long has monkeypox been around? Well, it was first discovered in a monkey. Well, in 1958, the... uh-huh. in 1958, um, and then it was first discovered in a human in 1970, and that was in Africa. You know what else happened between 1958 and 1970? We stopped using DDT, which solved a lot of these problems coming out of not just Africa, but all kinds of places. Has anybody looked at bringing back DDT, also known as the miracle drug that saved us from malaria and a variety of other diseases, or are we going to let the eco-Nazis tell us that's bad for us and uh, turn ourselves over to some concoction? Well, I mean, I guess so. There's also, um, uh, isn't monkeypox, isn't, monkey isn't DDT 
um, Cancerogenic, wasn't that? That was a book, Silent Spring, right? That's the one that started it all, and that book was damn wrong. And if you remember the controversy, his name escapes me, but I was really into this when I was a kid. The guy who created DDT is what soaked our World War II veterans and soldiers and as they had to go fight in the South Pacific and around the country, around the world. And um, mm-hmm. it, if you look at the history of where it was implemented and the millions upon millions of lives that saved, and then you look what happened as it was attacked by that book. You're exactly correct was attacked by that book with no science. They brought him up before Congress, and he put it in a big spoon, and he ate it. And he oh. said, I've been doing and, and And since that has been taken out of society, America specifically, because we had it, you see a massive uptick in all of these diseases we had prior conquered, thanks to, at the time, DDT, which was in use for 75 years or whatever it was, some ridiculous amount of time. It really bothers me when they attack medicine. We are living through COVID when we saw them attack ivermectin, when we saw them attack medicine like hydroxychloroquine. All of these medicines Mm -hmm. and these alternatives to big pharma. I am now very suspicious of the government and very suspicious of of their cures. And I'd like to have someone like you, a notable, not just celebrity because you're gorgeous and smart, but because you're smart. And you could, somebody like you could maybe look into this. I don't want to become a slave to big pharma and the military industrial complex. I don't want to be a slave in America anymore. How do we beat these people? Well, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things um, that is going to be different with monkeypox than uh, COVID, that now, I mean, people might, as, it, as the numbers keep going up of, of cases, um, People may well get panicked because now we can't trust anybody. You know, with with COVID, we were um, blissfully ignorant, and we thought, oh well, these you know doctors and um, the various people telling us what to do, well, they must know what they're doing, what they're telling us what, what to do, um, and now we know that they don't. So that makes it scarier because we can't believe any of this stuff that they're going to tell us about monkeypox. I mean, the CDC has zero credibility as far as I'm concerned. The NIH shows itself to be nothing more than a pay-to-play scheme of corruption. I don't want to listen to these idiots. I need Dr. Lieberman, damn it, to come and help me. Well, anytime. (laughs) All right, very good. Well, listen, you know how much I enjoy having you on. Please keep it up because we do need people who are experts in the psychological warfare, which is the real problem in this country, as we are being inundated with misinformation, fraud, and lies so that the government can constantly take over control of us. So I thank you for what you do, and more importantly, thank you so much for making time for me. I truly appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560. The answer. Yeah. It's amazing how we allow corruption to take away so many of the answers and implement itself as the solution. And time in and time out, it fails. World Economic Forum. Ooh, what's that? That's another control mafia that wants to rewrite your rights. It has a new idea. You know the problem with the world today? There's still this small group of people who think that they are not slaves to the political pimps and whores that have done so well in managing and mitigating society. We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're, we have increasing polarization <laughs> everywhere. And everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know. 
a recalibration of rights that are playing out online. That's not good for you, Squirrel. You're just a young kid trying to get started, trying to make your way and become something, make something out of yourself. This bureaucrat, this political whore, who happens to be a big deal at the World Economic Forum. Honey Bunny, did you ever get this dimwit's name? Ah, it doesn't matter. She's a fungible piece of garbage who thinks it's best if these oligarchs run and control society. Now, we could keep sticking our knife into the outlet, pretending that we're going to do something different. The reality is what we need to do is start here in this country because they're already bought and paid for by Europe. We've got the most obvious political fraud in American history, owned by foreign adversaries, owned, bribed for half a century. He's going to sell out to the World Health Organization first, then the World Economic Forum of these European and American oligarchs who are determined that the problem is you and free speech and unalienable rights. That's the problem we need to change. From freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from on- online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. Before you know it, we are going to be in George Orwell's novel. Now, here's the thing about George Orwell. He himself was a Fabian. Oh, it's true. And his re- when asked about why he would subscribe to a philosophy that he then challenged, He said, because uh, the vast majority of people are going to give away their freedoms. It seems to be he was right. Ben Elmhurst. Hi, Ben. Ben? Ben got shy. Happens to the first-time callers. It's all right. I'm glad he was a first-time caller. Um, These are the kind of people who shun from the idea of American principles and try to woo a cult of, of loyalists to their leadership. These are the kind of lawyers and swindlers that have done nothing but been in politics and are culpable. The the reason that we're in this soiree of corruption. And uh, we keep buying their BS. But MAGA Republicans want to take away women's rights by pushing national abortion bans, jailing women and doctors for carrying out abortions, even pushing bans with no exception for rape or incest. In the way he really cares, though, about these kids that were killed in Texas. He really does. Ben Elmhurst. Ben, we dropped him. That's it. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How are you doing today? Good, kid. Well, I was doing pretty good until I heard on the news, or a friend told me at work, about what happened in Texas. Boy, I, I, I want to pray for all those souls out there. That's 12 kids, one teacher, and a grandma was killed by this guy, you know, and I just saw a flash. It turns out there's 15, at least 15 dead now, aside from the murdering scumbag. And it's going to get worse because we don't know what he shot him with. What we do know is that the kids were primarily between 5 and 11. I know. And and now I'm going to listen to the same politicians who advocate for killing them before they get to be 5 or 11. Tell me how much they care about the 5 to 11-year-olds. And they should care. But I also care about the 2,300 kids that were aborted and murdered by people in lab coats. I care about that, too. I'm a little consistent, though. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I agree with you, Hunter. I'm pro-life. I'm a member of Knights of Columbus, so I, I understand that. But, you know, here's the answer. The answer, I think, with uh, my opinion, they probably got to beef up the school system 
the schools with either security guards or off-duty police officers lock the doors. You think don't that let would be part in. of what the, do you think? You think that would be part of the twenty-eight thousand per pupil we're already paying for the school? But I guess that has to go directly to the parking lot of the teachers' union. But I wanted yeah. to ask you, you're, you're a Knights of Columbus, a dear friend of mine, Robbie Adams, who looks like uh, Marlon Brando in Superman. He's a Knights of Columbus, and he walks around with that silly hat on. Do you have one of those hats, do you? No, they stop with those hats. They go now with a, um, it looks like a, um, a beret, green beret uniform. It's just green with a green, it looks well, listen, like an Army Come up with some uniform. outfit that will scare the pedophiles that seem to be getting shift around on the Vatican dime. Can you do that for me? Thank you very much, Robert. Appreciate the call. We'll be back with the rest of them after this. AM 560, the answer. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Is that Dan Prompt doing a low T commercial? Yeah. Not since Goodfellas has there been such good casting. He is the face of low T. Uh, Maggie. North Aurora. Hi, Sean. Hi, Maggie. Um, you've got to get John B. Wells on your program. He has a, a program on this channel, and it's called Caravan to Midnight. Really? And this past, yeah, he, this past weekend he had a gentleman on there talking about monkeypox. Uh-huh. And he stated that there was a big summit in, I think it was Belgium, sure. where they were saying that monkeypox was going to be the next big thing. And some of the supporters are the one that stole all that money from Black Lives Matter. Bill you know, Maggie, I'm sold. Bill I remember when they said bell bottoms were going to be the next big thing. I didn't realize that monkeypox was a big thing. And, uh, you know, it's, I've heard these theories where, um, you know, there, it, it, there's a link back to the Wuhan. Land. I've, we've heard, you know, I've heard it. And I would put, you know, I used to be skeptical of this. But when you see exactly how these how these tragedies are used and to build a, a, a fear and then the cult of safety wants to give away the principles of Americanism. I'd be interested in talking to him. Now, is he related to Orson Welles by any chance? I don't know, but he has the best of the best on his show. Really? And one of the things that this gentleman said that is they're trying to aerialize this because oh. it's not transferred, and they're doing it at Fort Detrick, which is where they took all the Nazi scientists after the war. Operation Paperclip. Is, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, Maggie, we're going to look into it. Thank you very much for the heads up. I truly appreciate it. And don't you ever You're vote welcome. for Richard Irvin. Don't you buy that line because he's losing the debate kidding? right now. He's losing the debate Are right you? now, and he's not even in one. He's losing it to uh, Ahorn, right? What's her name? Marianne Ahorn? Yeah, he's losing Ahern. the debate to Marianne Ahorn. <laughs> you got to love it. Thank you, Maggie. I appreciate it, because if you listen to this show, you're not going to be fooled by con artists. Right, Scott, in Woodstock? I think John! I yes. Now, Scott, okay. you live in Woodstock, so, right? Do you know my, my friends up there, the uh, the crazy Armenians, Hagop and Troj? Do you know those guys? The crazy Armenians that what? They used to work at the Mercantile ex- Exchange. Their name is Hagop, Hodge, and Tro. Do you know those guys? Uh, can't say that I do, but uh, I'll you'd know keep if you know around them. town. It's a you'd small know town. if you know them. They're scary looking guys. They look like they should be in a circus flipping around on a trampoline. But go ahead. Okay, so the uh, this whole monkeypox thing, you you you're not pronouncing it correctly. All right, the K is silent. Monkeypox. Yeah, uh, like there you the go. You, 
There you go. Are you, are you sure you don't know those Armenians? They're always thinking about money, too. Well, uh, when you hear the scams, you realize that why, why would this happen? How could they allow all of this chaos to ensue? And the reason is they love the power of it. So yesterday during the show when we talked about what exactly these people were doing in their destruction of Americanism and how that was their version of success versus our version of success, I want you to hear something that's going to get more and more people to vote for their abuser. A new report from the North American Electric Reliability Corporation shows two-thirds of the country at high or elevated risk of power outages this summer thanks to overworked power grids. Now, why wasn't this last summer or the summer before or any of the summers when Trump was president? Why is it all of a sudden now you've got to get used to the idea of what California has been experiencing for a few years, rolling blackouts because of the policies implemented by the mafia. That's why. And they want you to think it's, a, it's happenstance. I don't know why this is happening. We're victims. And what we need to the rescue is more alternative energy subsidized bull dung that ends in fires and mayhem. Reliability is something that I think we have taken for granted here in America. Uh, we're pretty confident when we hit the switch that the lights are going to come on. Some regions. Do you understand how ridiculous this is? They want you to think it's luck that you hit the switch rather than what it should be. Private companies unencumbered by government corruption to deliver what we've all been accustomed to. Actual productivity versus the government subsidized slavery that these Democrat roaches love. And the Republicans don't mind it much either. Jerry, Chicago. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. Anytime, when buddy. are these weak-kneed, lily-livered, spineless Republicans going to start using the mantra, they don't care? Whenever there's a microphone shoved in their fat little faces, those words should come out of their mouths from now until Election Day. They don't care. You know why, Jerry? The because Democrats what you're, don't care. No, well, here's the other thing. Now too. wait. Now the wait. Republicans don't mind they it either. Off, yeah, they signed off on a forty billion dollar, forty more billion dollars to Ukraine. Now twenty more Republicans just signed off on a three hundred and twenty billion dollar corporate welfare bill. Now we're supposed to vote for these people come November. We're supposed to give our votes to Mitt Romney. Mitch Adam McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Kinsinger, and uh, Cassidy. We're, they're laughing. They're kicking us right in the teeth. And, we're, and they're, we're just supposed to say, you know, they got to be better than what's going on now. So we're going to vote. We're going to give these idiots the majority come November. You're they're what they're afraid of. Backs. You, Jerry in Chicago, yeah, well, little Jerry I'm, in Chicago. I'm, they're afraid of you and what you're communicating. And they're more they're more worried about the people you've already talked to in your private life that you've made sense to. So keep doing what you're doing, Jerry, because you're essential if we're going to beat back the corporatist scum of both parties. I went long with Jerry, but I'll take the rest of you when I get back. AM560, the answer. Nice. One of my favorite parts about... Uh, Back to the Future, little Chuck Berry. Kevin, Austin, Texas, you repetitive son of a gun. What do you got? 
Oh, because I'm I, I need to be consistent. Wash, rinse, and repeat. So, Jerry, I want to respond to his. When are when are weekly Republicans going to get a little backbone? It's when people like Jerry get involved, not just call in radio shows and complain or talk tough at the bar and stuff like that. It's when they get involved in the local level, organize more people to get out. Ah, Peacock, you're wrong again. Here's why. It's controlled by the narrow-shouldered, pencil-neck, Amish bottom lawyer that heads up the Northwest GOP that Jerry would have to go. He's already the chairman, kid. So what do you do when a political whore, sellout piece of dung like that, is in control of the Illinois GOP? Do you say, I want to go take put signs over. in my take lawn? Take it over. Come on, they got the game rigged, kid. Yeah, take it over. What Jerry needs to do, and he'll do ten times as good, is talking to his friends, his neighbors, former Democrats. Exactly. Former Democrats. Yeah, but you're not going to do it point. from inside the Illinois GOP that's bought yes, and yes, sold yes. like Richard Irving. The Illinois GOP needs to be as irrelevant as could be. No. Yeah, no. It's, it's like Ray Bine. Ray Bine is their enemy. He doesn't help them. They want nothing to do with him. They're all in for this scumbag Richard Irvin. No. Let him go out of business. They got the game rigged. Sorry, I don't buy it. They got the game rigged from the inside. They're already controlled. All that Brady wanted was the video game machines. He didn't give a rip of the destruction it does to the neighborhoods they're in. That's how you know. By the way, don't buy real estate if you could hit a golf ball to a video game machine or a pot dispensary. That's a neighborhood that is about to be a ghetto if it already isn't one. And you know who owns both of those industries? The Illinois GOP. They're the ones who are threatened by individual politicians like Raybine, like some of the other conservatives in the other party, like Devin who came on this show and was threatened by that fat-ass lawyer. So you're not going to change it by cozying up and going to their cocktail parties. You don't have the ability to get in unless you could stroke a check. The Richard Irvings are getting, he's losing a debate to Marianne Ahern, a Democrat reporter. Which is located in a data center in Aurora, right across the street from that building right there. And that exchange is, is owned by a company named Cyrus One. Now, Citadel uses a network to conduct high-frequency trading between the Merck and stock markets on the East Coast. Which and you know who's in with all of this corruption? Every one of those committeemen in the Illinois GOP who just want some of Ken Griffin's money, rather than what he really is, just another pimp to the political whores of Illinois. So, uh, Paris, you know, why is Aurora so important then to big trading firms like Citadel? Well, think of the old Merck brand as the mercantile exchange. So downtown, traders are on the floor holding their hands up like this, trying to conduct trades. That doesn't really happen anymore. It's all conducted out of this data center in Aurora, which is why big trading companies like Citadel want to connect to it. And they get a leg up so by conducting these mass... So all they got to do is bribe this political whore. And everybody's comfortable with Ken Griffin being the pimp because he's got big bucks. But are you comfortable with this kind of scourge that could potentially be the nominee due to the ignorance of Illinoisans?
Local news tonight about Richard Irvin, the Republican law and order candidate for Illinois governor. It involves a police report of what Irvin said last year at the scene of the arrest of his then-girlfriend. NBC5's Natalie Martinez tonight working the story and bringing us up to speed. Natalie? Stefan, that bombshell police report was obtained by the Aurora Beacon News and Chicago Tribune. Now, it describes a conflict that the girlfriend that time, Laura Ayala Clark, had with a security guard at a marijuana shop. Sounds like a real winner, huh? Now, this isn't the one that was bribed by the other firms and a bag man for corruption. WTTW News has found that Aurora Mayor and Republican gubernatorial candidate Richard Irvin's ex-wife was hired by a company that's part of a project getting up to $15 million in Aurora City incentives. The project involves several politically connected companies and individuals. It's just the latest in a series of WTTW News stories. There's the bell of the ball of the Illinois GOP. I don't want to get involved with these roach bastards. I want to make sure that they never win anything. So I support individual candidates who are not only steeped in principles of Americanism, but the enemy of the corrupt mafia, whether it be the Illinois GOP or the DNC, which is nothing but a mafia. I'll be back in 21 hours.